0: Now, American Top 40, brought to you in part by Carefree Sugarless Gum.
1: Hello and welcome to American Top 40. I'm Casey Kasem, and this is our weekly countdown of the 40 best-selling songs in the nation. Sunday morning at nine, right here on Maine's most listened to radio station, W I'm not gonna say all that shit. Alabama. Uh, 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 what the fuck am I doing? Promos inside the fucking game? <clears throat> oh fuck it. Bullshit. What the fuck is that? Good huh? girl this morning. Oh, fuck. See, when you come out of those up-tempo goddamn numbers, man, it's impossible to make those transitions. And then you gotta go into somebody dying. You know, they do this to me all the time. I don't know what the hell they do it for, but goddamn it, if we can't come out of a slow record, I don't understand it. Okay, I want a goddamn concerted effort to come out of a record that isn't a fucking up-tempo record every time I do a goddamn death dedication. You're fucking
0: ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. Hello. And welcome to Goddamn Uptempo Records, Casey Kasem's American Top 40 podcast. My name is Kyle rees Mandel, and I'm joined by Paul rees Mandel. Today, we're taking a trip back in time. We're going to December 15th, 1991. Paul, do you remember where you were December 15th, 1991? December 15th 1991. Yes, I I believe I was in college at this time and at December 15th there's a there's a good possibility right that that's that period where maybe uh, the semester had ended or I was or I was just finishing up uh, the fall semester. So I might I could have been in either mm-hmm. in either beautiful Trenton, New Jersey, actually Ewing, New Jersey, at the former Trenton State College or in uh of course. even be- more beautiful Wantaqu, New Jersey. Uh, so I might have been home <laughs> with you, I, you know. Yeah, I think if you were. Well, if you were an SMR that year, then you probably were still on campus. I was not an SMR that year. But at that year, you were that probably year, home. Then. A student manager in residence, running, basically running a dorm, having way too much authority and responsibility than any undergraduate student should be allowed to have. But uh, yeah, it's, it's like the greatest job. You're like a super of a building, but somehow even more powerful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <It's> weird. <laughs> exactly. You are. You're basically the super. Such a weird thing. Um, and uh, no, I was, I think I was merely an office assistant at that point in my residential life career. Yeah, that sounds right. Because you're working your way up the ladder. Working my um, way up the ladder, I was running something called the Program Center, where we had a big pile of AV equipment that we would lend out to the uh, to the CAs. I guess they're called like uh, I don't know RAs in other in other universities and colleges. It's like VCRs, I DJ equipment, uh, and we would lend shit out for uh, so people could uh, you know throw programs. That's why it was called a Program Center yeah it was pretty cool uh i i also went to the same college although much later and uh, i served in those capacities as well as an office assistant and an smr i've since learned they no longer have the job of smr um i suspect so with good reason <laughs> so sad <laughs> that they realized that we should not be in charge of that stuff um, oh my goodness well yeah so i yeah that's that's roughly where where, where i was i think i would have been um i would have been starting my at the beginning of my junior year of yeah it would have been my junior year of college Mm -hmm. so so you know I I had it now I kind of knew I kind of knew what the hell I was doing by then and I probably (laughs) was listening to very little pop music aside from what maybe I was exposed to in the uh, cafeteria yeah and, and like I think this is probably the wheelhouse for me in terms of listening to pop music because I would have been 13 in eighth grade at Wanaka Elementary School. And that would have been the time of like the single, making the transition to CD, and where I would have been like, even if I didn't like it, I would have been listening to like Z100 in New York. Oh, wow. Or something yeah. in the, Scott you know, Shannon. with my friends. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was kind of compulsory. You It was part of being cool or trying to be cool was knowing what was on the radio in the morning when you got to school. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, we lived extremely close to school, so there wasn't a whole lot of commute. You know, it was like <laughs> yeah. li- literally like a five minute walk. So, um, not a lot of time unless you were listening in the shower or something but uh yeah so in december of 1991 um dissolution of the soviet union ukrainians vote overwhelmingly for independence from the soviet union in a referendum so we have the ongoing dissolution of the soviet empire um, of which our uh, grandparents played somewhat of a part as expat estonians in america Um, and our grandfather actually helped draft the estonian constitution um Journalist Terry Anderson is released after seven years in captivity as a hostage in Beirut. Um, I didn't realize that was that late. I don't know why I thought that was earlier. Um, Not a whole lot else. Hmm. In 19, I mean, I mean that's pretty big. Those are pretty yeah. big earth-shattering sh- moments right there, so... <laughs> Yeah, and to think the stability of the world kind of rested on a, a small number of people doing the right thing in the UK and the United States and in Russia, uh, and they mostly did, <laughs> at least for a time, right? Um, for a time, I, I, well, yes. You know that, uh, you know, pining for the days of George H. W. Bush and like just a. Someone who like was intelligent and capable no matter what you thought of his politics <laughs> He had a, stead- a relatively steady hand and, and, and to some extent you know you can criticize him for having been you know in the CIA but I think that also gave him a, a perspective on world affairs that is yeah. distinctly lacking in subsequent administrations Yeah. I mean, it's, look, it's all very problematic as American politics is, but you didn't feel in danger Mm -hmm. every single day, all the time, by every event that happens. (laughs) So I I will give him that. Um, The top five movies at the box office this week, boy, I did, I think I saw two or three of these in the theater. Um, So number five, Beauty and the Beast, the animated version. Oh, okay. Um, Never seen it. Yeah. That. (laughs) I don't know that I have either, but that got nominated for a number of Oscars, if I recall correctly, or did did relatively well. Um, the Adams Family, the original with Raul Julia oh, and Angelica wow. Houston, yeah. Star Trek Six, the Undistu- undiscovered country. Boy, I couldn't even get that. That's one a out. good one. I enjoyed. That is that one. a good one? Is it the even ones that are good? Yeah, because because two is good. Yeah, right? and yeah, that's that's Wrath of Khan. Um, the Last Boy Scout, which oh wait, that's Adam what- Sandler, right? no 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 this is long before that this is the bruce willis movie where and damon wayans movie oh bruce willis and damon wayans all right because isn't there yeah. a, a sandler wayans movie as well yes there is where they're they're kind of like it's like a comedic version of the tony curtis and uh sydney poitier movie uh, <laughs> oh, what is that called where they're where they're, they're shackled together in the right woods, right, you know? right okay god damn i can't remember names of anything anymore i'm so old um I saw that movie in the theater as well with Adam Sandler and David No, Okay, no, I remember The Last Boy Scout, yes. It features maybe the craziest scene. I I texted a buddy of mine not that long ago with this scene from YouTube where it's set during a football game, and the football player is involved in some sort of drug trade or something, and he's running down the field to score a touchdown and pulls out a gun (laughs) and shoots someone (laughs) as he's running into the end zone. (laughs) <laughs> and it's amazing. So oh. uh, be on the lookout for that. I mean, and this YouTube. is before this was before the uh, LA uprising too. I mean, you know. Yeah, we're we're on the verge of this, right? So it's yeah. been um that's gonna happen in April nineteen ninety two. So the simmering um discontent of uh, race in the and It's policing on the in football LA. field. <laughs> yeah. I mean I, that's a great question whether that movie's set in LA. It probably and, and is. There weren't even there and, and there weren't at that point I don't think there were any Korean players in the NFL. So uh the simmering rage Boy, no <laughs> Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, it's funny. I just taught that a couple of weeks ago, and it's 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 an interesting thing to revisit with students who both understand the racial politics of it, but also don't understand anything else about it. <laughs> right. right? You know, you're trying to teach them about it. It's kind of because, like, when they see the Rodney King video, they're kind of astonished by it, still. Um, or the Reginald Denny video, or the video of uh, Latasha Harlins, who's who's um killed by a Korean store owner, right? Which is right. Part of the, it, it, well, they're the just it's, there's. <laughs> Yeah, like, but when they see it, they're, they're always surprised at how brutal it is, and mm-hmm. I don't know whether that's because they're so used to seeing videos of stuff that maybe they, they don't think they can be shocked anymore, but they're always astounded. But it um, is shocking. Number one at the box office was Hook, Oh, which I saw Dustin with our father Hoffman. that weekend. Yes. I know I was at that movie. I, you uh, know, and I, and I don't think it, I did, we so that either I, I was too cool for school or I wasn't yet uh, back home yeah i i know dad and i saw it he wanted to see it more than me but and you know you take your opportunities where you can get him to go to the movies so i went yeah of course <laughs> uh, and number one on television for the 1991-92 season um, un- not surprisingly 60 minutes but roseanne murphy brown cheers home improvement home rounding improvement. out the top yeah. five Yeah, forgot about the long reign of uh, of uh tim what is his last name Tim Allen, yeah. Tim Allen. There yeah, it starts that early, which is kind of surprising. Yeah. And there's like, I always think about this, the shows I used to watch as a 13-year-old were almost never for me. I watched Murphy Brown. I watched Designing Women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like these shows that were certainly had nothing to do with me, 30-something. Taught um, you a lot, though. You learned a lot about uh, about uh, boomer uh, boomer uh, concerns. <laughs> I think I did. I think I had a real handle on like a midlife crisis long before I had one. Thank you. Ken Olin. Thank you. Ken Olin. Yeah. Ken Ken Olin. Peter Horton. (laughs) Peter Horton. Oh, yeah. He had quite the career. Now he's like he directs TV. He's very successful. Yeah. Um. Stars in my favorite 1991 movie, which is Side Out, um, the volleyball movie. That I <laughs> Shit, can't I don't talk think I've about seen enough. That. <laughs> I just remember him from Singles. That—that's what I. Uh, yeah, bicycle, he's great as the bicycle guy. Yeah. Also 1991. Wow, right or 92? 91 or 92? It's right around this period. Yeah, 92, 92. Yeah. Which is in part why we chose this date. So we originally intended, so the original could see the podcast, was to go back to this week at American Top 40 with Casey Kasem to see what songs at some point in the past were in the top 40 um, the week we were recording. How endeavor, (laughs) the account American Top 40 on YouTube has been taken down. Copyright strike. Yeah. And it's disappointing um, in part because I don't think it was hurting anybody's bottom line. Um, and also because he just had an encyclopedic um, knowledge and uh, a library of these recordings. And it was fascinating to see them and listen to them with and, the and commercials and without the music. Without the music. He scoped out the music so that – I mean you got a few seconds so you got a, a sense for the segue in and out. But right, he he went out of his way to be sure that he wasn't actually – uh, violating the music copyright. I mean, certainly, I think Westwood One or iHeart uh, Radio now owns the copyrights on those old tapes, and and the quality of them, uh, and the and and the presence of the national commercials indicated to me that this is somebody who worked in radio mm-hmm. or had access to to it because the the shows were distributed for a time on on LP. They were, Did they, you see that some of the people have the vinyl? They were—I I noticed that when I was searching this morning for shows that yeah. a guy had—he had—he inherited these like pristine LPs. You know, one LP per like whatever forty minutes of show. Yeah, they were on LP, and they—and then later, of course, they were—they were distributed on satellite, um, but not to every every station because every station could afford it, believe it or not. Yeah, um, and it went to like lots of small stations you know Hattiesburg Mississippi or in Alaska or in around or the world right, right? i mean mm-hmm. you had all this you know and it was out over armed forces network radio it looks like like the canadian armed forces <laughs> network radio yeah, I saw somebody that. has a bunch <laughs> of those from the 70s um, and uh you know the canadian armed forces keeping uh, the northern territory safe, keeping uh, all forty five Canadian <laughs> internationals troops in the loop, um, you know. But yeah, it, it it you know, and they were quality. So you know, it seems like he was probably working off of even probably DATs or uh, you know, mm-hmm. digital audio tapes or or old reels that that they that they kept around. But uh, so this person has a treasure trove. They should put them up on archive.org. That's what they you really know. I was thinking to preserve the same thing. it. That, you know, yeah that. And, and I do you know you know I, you and I talk about this quite frequently about you know saving these projects and making them available to historical archives and projects we could do with them you know that I think I I feel very strongly that this kind of history still needs to be written about everyday culture of media that is really hard to recreate right yeah. it's very difficult to capture somebody's day-to-day experience with the newspaper the radio and the television. In this kind of linear way. Right. That like or linear and nonlinear simultaneously. Right. That you're like moving between media, but you're experiencing them like straight through. Right. That this is Casey Kasem. You're not getting a second chance. Right. (laughs) Unless you tape it off the radio. Um, Yeah. And and they're out there because the records have made them made their way to some extent into the used in secondhand market because, you know, the radio stations didn't hold on to them or most of those radio stations have been gutted 16 times over mm -hmm. in the intervening 20 years. And, you know, and yet there there is that, that historical value. And iHeart does have a, a classic Casey Kasem channel on their app. Mm-hmm. So you can go listen. But, of course, you it's not on demand. It's whatever they happen to be playing right now. Uh, you right. know, it, which is what I, I actually tuned in before when we we're getting set up. And it, it was it seemed like 1988 there was a Debbie Gibson song, yeah, uh, yeah. I think. And um, which is great. I mean, I'm glad people are listening to it, but it doesn't. I still think there's some value to like the broadcast version with the commercials. with the commercials in particular, right? Because so the commercials you're getting are just uh, crappy. iHeart, heart, uh, you know, Internet radio commercials. So you're not, you know, right. and they're not they're contemporary to now. Not to the t- not genuine to the time. And, and you lose that sense of you lose that sense of time and place, I think. Yeah, totally. And there's, it's like VH1 classic or MTV classic, that way of like, you get to hear the videos or see the videos, which is fun, but you don't get like the whole experience, which is why, you know, I, I often watch like the vid checks or things like that where you get the commercials and then the introductions in the same way on YouTube, which no one seems to have noticed about MTV for whatever reason. So we'll see how long that lasts. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's funny because, you know, what happens, you know, it's it, it, the way the, the copyright strike system works, it's really up to the copyright owner. So right. they can say uh, find that that song in particular. It's usually about music more so than anything else. Can stay mm-hmm. in the video and we, but you can't monetize it. And the copyright owner for the song gets all the monetization. So that's right. what happens. But I think with vision um, with things that are not music. And so my guess is that it probably was iHeart or whoever owns the copyright on these Casey Kasem. Uh, archives. It was probably more about that than the music, and that probably there's no real mechanism for that, right? It's the same way if you play yeah. put like a full movie up on YouTube. There's no like, okay, we'll leave it up, but you know, demonetize it. It's 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 up or down, pretty much. Yeah, I think that's probably what happened to this guy. Is that he might have been might have been monetized at that point, but I don't know. His traffic wasn't. I was always astonished at how small the audiences were. It'd be like four thousand plays. I mean, you know, not that that's not it's not nothing, but. You know, it's not a monster yeah. either, like gobbling up ad revenue. <laughs> Copyright shaking fist at microphone. <laughs> <laughs> ah, all right. So you ready? You want to? Yeah. That was about 15 minutes down? of chit chat. Yep. Um, all right. Three, two, one.
1: And now the Westwood One Radio
0: Networks proudly present Casey's Top 40, brought to you by Doritos tortillas Doritos. So this is Casey's Top 40, which means Shadow Stevens was doing American Top 40. That's this right. Course. By AT&T, the right choice. And by TGI Fridays And TGI Fridays. I feel like this is the emergence of Fridays as the family restaurant and not the singles restaurant that it was, you know, the swinger bar. Oh, yeah. Swinger, <laughs> that's that's a lost history. TGI Fridays as a as a hookup joint. No, there's this great New Yorker article about it. Oh shit. That's the only reason I know about it. Set to count down the forty most popular songs in
1: the USA. Our rankings come from the official survey of radio stations from coast
0: to coast. So still survey, not radio, Scantra, or the Scantra. Yeah, radio and records. records. Yeah. Six
1: big debuts this week, including Prince and Karen White with follow-ups to their recent number
0: one. Karen White. Karen White had a monster. If I recall correctly, she had one of the bigger hits of Casey's top forty of the nineties. Number three, wow! So hard to
1: say goodbye to yesterday by boys to men.
0: At yeah, that's two, a monster. Abdul
1: and blowing kisses in the wind. At a number
0: one. Right? Paul Abdul still relevant it's in '91. Man still relevant. That's like the eighth <laughs> single off that album, Four weeks in a row? which came out like what '89. Like I think it's '90, but still blowing kisses in the wind. I was still in high school when that album came out. Years ago, oh yeah. Oh, Jersey representing Newark. Naughty by nature with I believe East Orange and Newark. Oh, I'm yes. sorry. Okay. Well, they're very adjacent. <laughs> they are. It's very dense out there. And I think, Paul, what we're going to see today is a lot of this. A lot of ping-ponging between things like Ace of Base, Celine Dion, and the emergence of hip-hop as That's a pop music. Popular. Yeah. Yeah. Even though they're doing radio and records and not the sales numbers. Not the billboard,
1: yeah. debuts on Casey's Top 40. It's by a quartet with the unusual name of Jodeci. How do they come up with a name like that from three of the four singers in the group?
0: Oh, well, of course. Thanks, Casey. Uh, You know, actually, the the Billboard chart is radio and sales Mm -hmm. when you get to the singles chart. It's the album chart, which is strictly sales. Yeah, correct. Sorry. What I love there is Casey just singing to the audience, and these are four black guys. (laughs) This unusual name, Jodeci.
1: Jodeci. They climb aboard at number 39. Casey,
0: arguably a person plowing
1: killer. I know. A request and dedication from a teenager in Texas. Yes. She wishes her mom knew then what she knows now. Oh.
0: Murder. (laughs) Intrigue. Abortion? Juicy Fruit's going to move you. Turn- oh Doritos. Doritos. Oh wow, they tricked me. Oh, I'm disappointed in myself. Oh yeah. Is that a rip-off or the Juicy Fruit rip-off Doritos? I think they all use the same three jingle companies. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Back when you could leave college with a music degree and be like, "I'm going to write jingles and be a millionaire." And cuz nobody cares about radio commercials. And Attack the most a profitable. sack, by the way. <laughs> attack <laughs> a sack. AT&T wants to I think that's that not the last time we're going to hear that today. Really Here we go. Now Cliff Robertson doing the voiceover. He was the voice of AT T. Yeah. Direct
1: dial out-of-state calls are just eleven
0: cents. Just back when you had to pay wow. for long distance, but it was yeah. the big long, well, this distance, is the long wars. distance wars. long distance wars. Yeah.
1: Just eleven cents a minute.
0: Yeah. Speaking of Murphy Brown, Candice Bergen was was Sprint, I believe. Yeah. And Joan Rivers maybe did MCI. MCI. They all had celebrities though, which is fascinating. Big money. Those pennies. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Add up.
1: Casey Kasem. We're counting down the most popular songs in the USA. Rolling in at number thirty-eight is the second of this week's six debuts. It's the first top forty hit for three men and two women who call their group the Party. Here's the Party.
0: What? The Party. I don't know that at all. Do you? This is roller skating music, as far as I'm concerned. By the way, this is a Dawkins song. What? Yes, that's the that's B- they covered a Dachin. They party
1: covered Dachin. Uh, uh, you know, originally recorded six years ago by the rock band
0: Dachin. Yeah, there you go. Top oh yeah, because they it's, the, it's, the, it's the Freddy back movie. Back. No, that street. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it, 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 it must be from that, right? Children. I think so. No, dream no, it's before Warriors. that. It's before that. But that's probably why they got the Freddy movie. Can we just acknowledge I fucking nailed that?
1: It Comes to us from a 15 year old in Texas named Angela. Here's what she writes: Dear Casey. I've been listening to a lot of the dedications people have been sending you. And now I have one myself. It's for my mother, Gloria. She's 32 years old. She got pregnant oh boy. with my brother when she was only 14 and then had two You've... more after that. Yeah. My mom always tells me she had a hard life. She raised all three of us on her own. My mom Damn. and I fight a lot and I really wish we could be real close like best friends. And I really wish she could have had a better life. And someone could have told her about sex education. So she could
0: have wow, this know. is a very trenchant, uh, uh, Jesus, long-distance dedication. More than words, I thought it was going to be like, could you please you play more uh, than words?" That's the song for sex education. <laughs> we don't have to take our clothes off. Is the obvious right, one, exactly. right? Exactly, Paul. Ex- fucking perfect. That was yes. the perfect call. Yeah, or. Uh, <laughs> No glove, oh no God. love by, <laughs> or or push it. <laughs> More than words. Mod did no glove, no love. Oh, boy, right around that time. From
1: Angela in Texas
0: yeah, of course. I mean, again, when they were scary, AIDS the crisis, living yeah. shit out of us about AIDS. Here's the address. Casey's top forty. P. O. What I love about the dedications, they're California, always so heavy. Yeah, 80. like they're just. The it's continues. always something. So why really, you can't have a really goddamn up tempo record? I mean, they're words to live by. Oh, Cinnaburst gum. So, does the gum that squirts at you, is that no longer a thing? Is that gone? Choules? Yeah, Chools. but the Cinnaburst, I think, might have also had some Oh, goo. yeah. I don't think. Well, I'm that's sorry, a good you had question. flavor crystals, like Folgers. Yeah, yeah. Chools, I think, only lasted four or five years. Oh, uh, but that, that that was hot back back when no, I was I in, the, in the. In, I remember in, I had in middle in the, school. Uh, when I had my sixth birthday party, we went to see Ghostbusters. Chules was in the, you know, the gift bag.
1: But no matter where you're going this festive season, remember you can get a super low fare there on Greyhound.
0: Actually, oh, for a hot for a hot second, I thought that was John Walsh from America's Most Wanted. <laughs> that would be great. Greyhound, knowing their audience, the big the big 15 year old eighty forty 40 Runaway from Home audience. <laughs> <laughs> well targeted.
1: Uh, coming, Aunt Beatty.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, they do know what they're doing, for sure, mm-hmm. in market segmentation. Uh, they get some very hip uh,
1: stingers.
0: It's as simple as that.
1: number 37, is <laughs> a third of our six debuts. The song that's the brand new number one this week on the black chart. It's by a woman named Shanice. Shanice, background vocals from her mom, gospel singer Crystal Wilson, oh. and a solo from famed saxman Branford
0: Marsalis. Branford Marsalis. This is this is a monster song. It was like the best version of this. Like she can actually sing. I like Paul Abdul. Really? Oh wow, and Shanice. 40, yeah. First top 40 pop hit. Paul, just in case you're wondering, she's number one on the black charts. Yeah. yeah I, was a, I was in my filter bubble at that time. <laughs> I just, 1991, still the black chart. That just seems amazing to me. Yeah. <laughs> Brian Adams, he's a rocker. Of course. Of course it's he's waking up the neighbors by, you know, shearing his bushes. Well, you know, there's only two months a year you can you can garden in in, in, uh, in Alberta. <laughs> That's why he's up all night. Unless he's up the neighbors. Unless he's uh gardening canola. In which case, he got a four-month growing Bryan season.
1: Adam's <laughs> with his former top ten. Can't stop this thing we started. This
0: week. He's another one where it's just like churning out songs years. at chart, and yeah. I've never heard of them. Just a few weeks ago, it's the power of
1: adult of contemporary. buoyant characters. Coming up, our tribute to the man who went from being Frederick Bolsera to Freddie Mercury. Oh, oh wow! Yeah. I guess, so I guess we missed detried. that
0: in the news. Yeah, very recent though. I'm curious how he's going to cover this. He died from a mysterious illness. I'm glad that Almond Joy though is still putting out there in 1991. Yeah, is he going to come right out of? He's going to come out of Almond Joy right into Freddie Mercury dying of AIDS. <laughs> sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you don't. I mean, if, if there's one singer who felt like a nut, it was Freddie Mercury. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: Maybe too many nuts. I think that might be the problem. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I wanted to get into international business I needed money for college <laughs> Oh yeah, the military Always, always I advertising loved, I just love the idea of Getting, graduating high school and Going, I want to be in international business and
1: I over So you are going to get in the army uh,
0: <laughs> And that sounds great in any language
1: Call
0: <laughs> 1-800-USA-ARMY Oh, what a Man, what a scam yeah, the recruiters were on me like stink on shit when I was eighty when I was uh, going to college. Yeah, because you could do like Sig Intel and all that stuff, like decoding shit. And computers. Back when you could say, I want to do computers. The most music, Power 102, El Paso, Oh yeah, Power One O Two Fargo moorheads only Fargo Moreheads, only new music station. Only, 10, maybe station the only station at all. <laughs> K H O K that's a good call letter.
1: K A F M 97.1 Sutton, West Virginia. Here's a singer raised below the Salmon River Mountains in Boise, Idaho. Underground. 17 matches <laughs> the number 35 with I wonder
0: why. It's Caveboy. <laughs> See, this is the, the fucking Adock Contemporary, really Hot AC becoming a force. Right. Oh boy, this is bad. He can't even sing. Player yeah. Curtis Tigers moving down from 18 to 35. Is he like another session guy who went big? It sounds like it.
1: I'm Casey on that.
0: Dokken track only got to number 77 with Dokken. So. right, yeah. So Don Dokken paid off his mortgage that year for the party. Oh yeah.
1: He grew up in Zanzibar, a small island off the east coast of Africa. Then his family moved to India where Frederick
0: went to... So Pirates Curtis Steiger just put out a um, coronavirus song called "Shutins." <laughs> called, <laughs> called what? Shuttons. Shuttons. <laughs> became... From his Boise mountain, Ida, uh, <laughs> mountain uh, hideaway, his, his, his bunker <laughs> drilled into the mountains outside of Boise. <laughs>
1: He's like one of these anti-government guys out there. soul, uh, and heavy metal. Smashes like Bohemian Rhapsody. Crazy little thing called love. Another one bites
0: the dust. Paul, boy, he's bordering on a rock and roll DMZ territory by calling Queen heavy metal. Yeah, but you got. I know uh, it does. There's a few songs that press it, not a lot. You know. Yeah, sheer heart attacks a pretty heavy record. Part
1: dancer, part acrobat, part vaudeville, and 100% rock. Stone cold crazy.
0: Yeah, headbangers love Bohemian Rhapsody. Stunningly tacky,
1: but he'd do it with class <laughs> and style. As the '90s rolled in, not much had been seen of Freddie Mercury. And then on November 23rd of this year, is that like a veiled joke about how skinny he was? <laughs> no. His statement said, quote, the time has come for my friends and fans to know the truth. I hope that everyone will join me in the fight against this terrible disease. One day later, Freddie Mercury died. What do you
0: think they're going to play? Candle in the Wind? <laughs>
1: rock writer Paul Gambaccini may have summed things up best when he said, Freddie was to rock music what the supernova is to astronomy. He shone brilliantly, then burned himself out.
0: I love when you get a relatable metaphor like that. Yeah,
1: yeah. and style of the rock group Queen, Freddie Mercury.
0: Now on with the countdown. No, no dedication. Just. Oh, interesting. Got to keep the shit moving. Oh, into the fucking scorpions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. oh, but it's this is ballad territory, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, no, even I don't know this song.
1: From the double platinum CD, Crazy World, That Send Me an Angel.
0: Scorpion's oh, yeah. Up Send up me Yeah, that's Yeah, that's a, that's a big 34.
1: one. And yeah. by the way, Scorpion song from earlier this year.
0: Wind See, you notice know, he doesn't call him the Scorpions. He's fucking good that way. No,
1: no, he does get all that shit right. That's true. Special, The top 100 hits of
0: 1991. Don't miss it. Ooh. I've already listened to that.
2: Killer style. The
0: old- he was the rock and roll with the grapefruit spoon was to silverware. <laughs> I just uh what, the, what was this commercial for?
2: Keep your hair looking awesome all day long with Bold
1: Hold. Bold, bold hold.
0: hold. I thought they were all saying right. phone That's home. right cuz we're still we're 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 on the trailing end of big hair but there's still big hair tendencies in the culture at large in 91. You still need some some hold in your goddamn hair. Yeah, I mean, smells like teen spirit came out about 2 weeks before this, so Or maybe the week before even. It's like that Tuesday. Did it come out in 91? I thought it came out in 92. I believe it's fall of 91. They Mm, released the sound right to me. All right, I'll check it out.
2: Caboodles.
0: Yeah, the album came out on September 10th, 91. Okay. That's
1: why you said Big Hair was
0: almost over. I was like, yeah, it is almost over. But not yet. That's why yeah Santa's are shopping with the Discover card the car that so that means we'll probably hear some Michael Jackson here yearly based on annual purchases yeah maybe got the
1: world's longest shopping list the Discover card is the reason to be jolly
0: what Santa loves consumer debt <laughs> oh, ho, ho, low APRs.
1: From Hollywood, California, this is Casey Caseman from Oakland, California, here's Hammer, the latest oh. <laughs> star with a doll designed after him. He's part of the line of Barbie celebrity friends.
0: There's Riding a, a there's a Hammer Barbie. Barbie. What? Oh yeah. Too oh, legit yeah. to quit. I mean, he was a monster. Yeah. These are big. I mean, hits. it's no it's no bumps in the hump, but you know. <laughs> Oh, God, I love that. That is one of the greatest horrible gangster rap songs of all time. And the video is something else as well. Yeah, the late night. You can only show it after 11 p.m. you oh, by t the right choice. They paid extra for that. they called him. Oh, that's right, because he went to Hammer, not, and he was not MC Hammer anymore then. Yeah. Because he's too legit now. Yeah, turns out he was not too legit to quit.
1: and Lionel Richie to raise money to feed the hungry. Was that celebrity group Band-Aid, Live Aid, or USA for Africa?
0: Come oh. on. The Come on. That That is coffee. terrible.
2: <laughs> <laughs> if you don't
0: know that, and you're listening to America Top 40, there's a lot of, I mean, you know. So, you know, there's somewhere there was somebody who, an, uh, somebody in prison with his clear Sony radio. Who's like, wait, I, I didn't hear about that. I only got the radio last week. <laughs> I've been in the joint for a while. And I just saved up enough uh, chips at the, uh, the commissary to, to, get, to get a radio.
1: Quincy Jones brought together 45... Quincy Jones. ...and recorded a song written by Michael Jackson and Lionel Richie to raise money for Ethiopian famine relief. The song went all the way to number one and became the biggest selling single of the 80s. We are the world wow. by the supergroup USA for
0: Africa. I don't think I, I wouldn't have necessarily guessed that. Yeah. Well, you know, cause it was for charity. So, you know, people felt like they're doing a the good thing. Yeah, it's true. And all six members
2: of your Tuesday evening book club, give them TGI Friday's gift certificates. Oh,
0: it's the gift of good food. And good time Everybody gets and chicken fingers. <laughs> okay, if you know what you mean. I mean, <laughs> I was going to say it, <laughs> chicken's the guy who works behind the bar. <laughs> top of that, you get to shop Fridays. Get clocked. One more
1: reason everyone looks forward to Fridays. Ooh. Hey, cool, brother. Way cool. Hey, who turned down the
2: thermostat?
1: I <laughs> <laughs> Way fresh. Uh, <laughs> a meat locker in here. Well, doesn't that just frost your... <laughs> we just thought you'd like to know what your taste buds are doing. Every time you pop a stick of delicious, cool
0: Trident Fresh gum into your mouth. Of course. I, that was a long way to go to get to Trident. Yeah. No one remembers Trident out of that, by the way. That ad does not work. No, yeah, that was not... That's not the army jingle that I still know. Yeah. I'm Casey
1: Kasem. We're counting down the 40 biggest hits in the 50 states. And that includes... The Lone Star State, home of the Astros and the Rangers, the Cowboys and the Oilers. It's the birthplace of President Dwight Eisenhower, billionaire Howard Hughes, actor Larry Hagman, comedian, he, Mack, and the
0: singer he's who moves up the original Wikipedia.
1: This week from the Lone Star State, Texas, here's Tevin Campbell. Tevin Campbell, Tevin Campbell, oh, Tevin
0: Campbell. wow, yeah. He did pretty well, all things considered. Oh yeah! Never quite breakthrough through like Boys to Men, but no. But uh, but I know who he is. So that's yeah, something. yeah. Me I think too. I think he's like my age. He's like fourteen here.
1: Moving up four notches to number thirty-two this week. That's "Tell Me What You Want Me to Do" by Tevin
0: Campbell. <laughs> Tell me what you want me to do, as long as it's before I have to go home for curfew. Hit CD Diamonds and Pearls, an
1: album that thanks
0: two movie directors. Yeah, Prince. In his credits. Uh, notice that he now says CD. He does not say album. What do they do, right? Yeah. We have fully moved over, a, I don't, or maybe that's the record industry slips them an extra twenty for, uh, for for helping them sell the the CDs, which at that time are like seventeen dollars, and and yeah. you know the, the LP if you can find it is like nine ninety nine. The cassette, it, it I guess, would have be still like- been very common. It wouldn't surprise me if he was way into it, like the technology. Yeah,
1: yeah. here's Jamaican reggae man Shabba Ranks. Shabba Ranks. Oh, Shabba.
0: And house call. He had. A, I didn't know he had a top forty hit though. I bet he had more than one. Yeah, because this was, I mean, I I heard this reverberating around campus much of the time. See, I feel like that's also adult contemporary. Like, you could hear that on Light FM almost. Yeah, now. I'm Casey Kasem. Well, now we're up
1: to our fourth debut, a brand new hit from an album that thanks two movie directors in its credits. It's Diamonds and Pearls, the latest album from Prince. And among the many. So he's not yet the artist formerly known as. It's like right around this period. Yeah, it is. Two famous film directors, Frenchman Roger Vadim and American Francis Ford Coppola. What did they do on Prince's album? Were they doing a little backup, playing drums yeah. or
0: Did they harmonize along with Prince or dance on the video? <laughs> yeah, did yeah, you know, did I didn't want to see Francis Ford actually Coppola actually fucking dancing on the <laughs> video. the big inspiration for the album. is the recording, the big goblet of Coppola claret. Studio, I know. I was just had thinking had the same thing. Like, he's making Roger wine,
1: smashing grapes over, over again while he's sang and the musicians playing the Roger Vadim film that so inspired Prince was the 1968 space epic starring Jane Fonda.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah, cuz he <laughs> was married to he was married to Jane Fonda if I recall correctly. who oh. took
1: their name from
0: one of the baby didn't didn't treat her so well.
1: Yeah. was the third and final episode in the saga of the Corleone
0: family. The Godfather 3? That's the one he's inspired by. Godfather Part 3. Come on, Prince. Films, Come on. He's a big Andy, and Garcia, Andy
1: Garcia guy. <laughs> and what? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I heard when he died, his he favorite movie was The Phantom Rocky Menace. Really? No. He's a Jar Jar. Jar Jar, Jar, Jar a, all he, the fucking way. Yeah, he, 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 he's a Jar Jar <laughs> stan. At number 30, here's Prince with Diamonds and Pearls. Good song. I like it. These anecdotes. He's just reaching. It's just like whatever's at hand. Uh, to, uh, I mean, to have been a Casey Kasem intern in the 90s. What a dream It's job. a job I was born for. Like, if it still existed. Uh, I would love it.
1: Some diamonds and pearls of a different kind. we count down the
0: top Like, what are the different The fuck kind? does that
2: mean? <laughs>
0: oh, boy.
1: Can bring
0: this way. It's the Patsy kleinisms here. Yeah.
1: God,
0: why did they think this would work? <laughs> in one. A fresh tasting mint that also cleans your breath. Just Fucking retsin. Has anyone yeah, Retson, looked into retsin? I think it cures coronavirus. That's what I hear. I think. See, I think it's like the thalidomide of mints. <laughs> Birth defects. All kinds, all kinds of kids born. <laughs> Utah, without taste buds, That's right. another Greyhound commercial. Wow! I, I'm fascinated for the holiday season. That it's it is so much stuff that is not like consumable goods. Like you know what I mean? It's not like cars or yeah. Well, because you know, folks I know it's who's listen and the folks who listen to it, right, right uh, can't afford it. <laughs> <laughs> this is, yeah. And this is, I guess if you have like a national account, you want to put out like Sprite or whatever. Yeah. You know? Around the world, you can hear Casey's Top 40 every yeah, week. Yeah, you let the uh, like Power dealerships carry the the heavy water for, uh, yeah, for 60s, cars.
1: 70s, 80s, and 90s, Y94 FM, Syracuse, New York. Best music, DBR, Springfield, Illinois, and WLKM 95.9 FM, 1510 AM, Three Rivers, Michigan.
0: Dancing a DBR? DBR? I don't even understand. It's a
1: follow up to the number one Smash Romantic. This one's called The Way I Feel About You.
0: They're interchangeable at this point, right? Yeah. It's like that drum machine sound. Well, because it, it's they're into New Jack Swing, basically beats, right? Yeah. More or less. The beat, at the very least, not the... the way I feel about No, you're right.
1: Well, we have six big debuts this week. And six? We got to say goodbye to six droppers. <laughs> Following yeah. off the countdown are the one and only, with you, Let's Talk About Sex, Don't Cry, Get a Leg Up...
0: And we'll Why wasn't Let's Talk About Sex? 20, that was 20, for the long-distance right, dedication, right?
1: A duet by
0: two it could not have been more on the nose. No one's more on the nose than Casey.
1: Here's Elton John and George Michael with their live version of Don't Let the Sun Go Down.
0: On oh, I remember oh, yeah. this. Yeah. This is a big hit. Big tear yeah. drinker. God, uh, Elton John can't. He, he, he's willing to recycle. There is nothing he won't do. And to stay in the charts. Really? Yeah. It's this week's highest he's like, he does not give a shit. And, and, you know, and he's got the talent to back it up. Yeah, it's not that he's not good, but he is one of those guys that's like, we'll do whatever has to class. do to keep selling records. Was a former stripper named it's kind of like Stevie Wonder that way, where it's like, well, good or bad, I'm putting this album out. I'm going to try to sell a million of them. Yeah. Oh, if I can, can I resuscitate this song? Great. <laughs> yeah. Birdie, and Birdie's just like, bring it. Come on, come on, Elton, bring it. I don't have to do shit. I just, just get them royalties. So true. Oh, fucking royal Doritos. Doritos coming hard. Attack the sack, Paul. <laughs> it bites back. We hear it again. It all, it I mean, <laughs> <turn it all>. <laughs> <laughs> fr- Freddie Mercury said Attack a sack. Talks about Somebody new.
2: Hooked, oh, hooked on phonics. Yeah. Yeah. Hooked
0: yeah. on, yeah. on yeah. profanity. <laughs> 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 which has now been
1: used by 69 million in 62 countries around the world, I can say that Hoketon Phonics is
0: what? a program
2: I would recommend unconditionally for
0: a. Is this person. Is, is this a deposition? <laughs> <laughs> Sir, what we asked you was when you entered the convenience store. <laughs> that was not the biggest. The best ad I've ever heard for
1: Phonics. Biggest hits from forty to number one, and we're counting them down. Slipping three notches to number twenty-seven is a band from the birthplace of the Beatles, Liverpool, England. They're the
0: Farm. The Farm? Oh, I've heard. This is like, this is like oh, Mad. Vaguely, yeah, Manchester. It's like Manchester kind of Light, down. though, yeah. right? It got watered yeah, well, down. It got watered down by the time it got to Liverpool. called the Farm. I'm The Farm or the Farm? Farm? Well, now we're up to the latest top ten by Roberta I mean, Flack. I mean, I realize it's the same, but Roberta Flack It's in the top ten in 1991.
1: Howard University in Washington D.C. She got a job teaching music in a Washington school, but didn't earn enough money to pay all of her bills. So Roberta decided to moonlight to work after school and during vacations.
0: She got Thank you for uh, defining moonlight for us, <laughs> Casey. <backing up singing laughs> <English. laughs> you know when to he uses online- that. Technical jargon. He, he, he got loses, his, uh, the hooked team. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a I'm a big consumer of that one. I love that one. <laughs>
1: yeah, I know. singing so much that <laughs> she if she could be a manager. Yes.
0: just like name. Is that how that works? So and 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 she got it. She got a. Uh... Her publicist was Jiminy Cricket. And, yeah, and uh, her first husband was a gas station attendant
1: who just Andrews, made sure to ask. Senators, congressmen, and entertainers like Bill Cosby. And
0: oh, And finally, in
1: 1969, she was discovered by jazz piano great Les McCann. That
0: Les McCann? And wow. Hits. I, I've never heard it of all him.
1: Began because a former stripper named <laughs> a
0: former Casey's loving just saying stripper named Tinkerbell. Yeah. It sounds like that that hit a little close to home for for Casey.
2: <laughs>
0: he, made rain, he made it rain on Tinkerbell, let's just say. But it was vinyl records. Oh shit, I do know this song. It was sort of, like, unavoidable. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is like a backseat of Mom's Car song. And that's Maxie again singing with Roberta
1: Flack on the song. Priest. To coming through. Set the night to music.
0: So the lead singer of The Farm is named Peter Hooten. Not Peter Horton. I mean, what better name for a lead singer than Hooten? Yeah. He should have been in the Hooters. Oh, God. And they danced. I want to be in college. I'm ready to do some growing up. Oh yeah, that's a great way to grow up. Yeah, what do is this? Has the Gulf War started yet? Yeah, it's basically over. But yeah, it's right because it was that one was short.
1: Call one eight hundred USA Army. Paid for by the U.S. Army. What do you think of new Cineburst gum? I don't like anything new. Get that
0: microphone out of my face! Get that microphone out of my face! That was, that was pretty funny <laughs> This is this is like Billy on the street for Cinnaburst <laughs> Miss for a dollar Do you like Cinnaburst gum? This <laughs> time is that we keeping A very close eye on Yes! New Cinnaburst with flavor crystals Yeah, that that like guitar Run Is like in every commercial Yeah, No matter what they're selling Casey Kasem, I have a little guitar toy to that does exactly that, that, run Well,
1: Cher has set a new record, but she didn't do it with a record. She did it with her new exercise video.
0: She <laughs> uh, shipped almost This is turn back time, though, right? Ninety-one. Yeah, I guess so. It was not yet time for believe. No, that's that's like two thousand ninety-nine. It was really share
1: sounding fit on the hit that rises three notches to number
0: twenty-five. Here's save up all your tears. What? I mean, it's the same song doctors who wrote (laughs) this (laughs) shit, right? Right but I don't save up your tears this for is what? A, this is another testament Child joint I'm sure but like what does that even mean? like save your tears I get is like don't cry but save up your tears is like collect them for later? yeah I mean you can uh, you can trade them for indulgences with most priests Greg Raleigh is a veteran of the hit making 70s and
1: 80s band Journey Kevin Shelfont has written hits for Cher and Starship
0: yeah I don't understand is this hard line Storm's first hit the storm oh yeah this is like the last gasp f- group last gasp of aOR right as, as, as a top 40 hitmaker kind of thing oh uh, okay yeah without so the- like damn Yankees yeah Right, Greg Atley. He sounds just like Steve Perry. Right, and Journey yeah. is basically not a functioning unit at this point. So they're all. From the San Francisco Bay, no, you're the right. Called the Storm. Yeah, they howl up.
1: Wow. Oh, Ford, a rocker who says needs
0: oh, heavy metal Lita
1: Ford. The stage.
0: So this has gotta be, um, is got to be close my eyes forever. Warm dinner for a boyfriend. Details coming up. So it's too late for uh, for, uh, for her other hit. Well, yeah, you know, that's like '88, right? Yeah. Oh, this is a more Bowl fucking Bowl. hair shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess they know their audience. Like, they want yeah. they're like fucking. They're fucking and dating. Like, you gotta have like good hair, good breath. You're gonna have some Doritos. So you gotta be ready. You gotta you gotta get on a Greyhound for your booty call. Yeah, you're gonna beat Roberta Flack. You get back from the army. You gotta get on a Greyhound. Or Cliff Robertson, man. To help you
1: remember what the holidays are really about.
0: I can't tell if this is like Cliff, Cliff, Cliff Robertson falling from like stardom or a savvy move to make a lot of money. Well, he's very old at this point, so. You know, you Is could, he? I, I think he just looks old. I bet he's like fifty-five. No, no, you know, even the '90s, he's got to be in his 70s. So, th- like, voiceover works a great way to make money for not a lot of work. I get it. You're right. You're my I just – I, I didn't know if he was just not, not famous anymore or what.
2: At target photo
0: uh, he lived a long time though. Yeah. Finished. Yeah, he was 60,
2: 68.
0: 68. Yeah, 91. Because doing the voiceover, it doesn't – like if he did more uh, commercial work like, like with his face – well, he was in some commercials – it, it right. tends to limit some of your opportunities acting in film. I actually well, that's what I figured. You don't do this Target until you're done fishing. acting. Yeah, but Basically I think he's it's probably done. Action for anyone behind the camera.
1: Casey Kasem, we're counting down the most popular songs on this week's pop sing. Way to reset. And that includes a song that leaps ten. Got to do it. Notches to number twenty three. It's by a singer from the city that's recently given us such hit makers as Extreme, DeVoe Boston, and New Kids on the Block. From Got to be right? Yeah. Here's Stacy Earl and Love Me. Stacy
0: Earl. It's very housey. But these are like those songs. They 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 could be on like fourteen different formats. Yeah. Like this is like. Your R and B station. This is your adult contemporary. This is yeah, your I've never even heard station. of this or this artist of the song "Love Me All Up." Me all up. Hit by Earle. On KC, just a factory, KC, 40, just a fucking KC, KC factory KC, making these songs.
1: Because
0: well, the again, those are like roller skating songs to me. Like they have that beat. You can't understand the lyrics blind, or care what it's about. Yeah. The
1: stage. Lita Ford is one of the few women performers who's managed to survive in the rough and tumble world of heavy metal. On rough stage, and tumble.
0: as tough as they get. A heavy metal. Is Lita Ford heavy metal?
1: With spikes and chains, with a guitar style and screaming. Well, again, as
0: we know, it's, it's a contested Black classification. I mean, I see why Casey Kasem would, would say that. Right? Yeah. Like, she and plays played. guitar. She She's a baby. woman. And she played pop metal for all but intents and purposes. Yeah, that's true. She wears leather or whatever. ...worn out
1: jeans like anyone else, along with T-shirt and sneakers. Lita says she looks so ordinary she can go shopping at her local market. And no at one her local market. Recognizes her. And she says her home life is also more sedate than people might expect. <laughs> According to Lita, quote, people think I'm a lot tougher than I am. That's because when I play guitar, I become that tough person. But when I'm not playing guitar... My idea of a good time is cooking dinner for my boyfriend. <laughs> Offstage, I'm just a normal girl.
0: <laughs> Let but me kill this guy. What?
1: She's not a half bad cook I'm
0: just a friend. little girl. That seems a bit much. Well, this week, normal Lita
1: Ford is back in her leathers again. <laughs> Singing her third top 40 hit. <laughs> I don't. Three notches to number 22 on Casey's top 40 with shot of poison. What?
0: <laughs> I don't even. I mean, Paul, this is the magic of the top 40. Is it that just there are these songs buried in there that aren't kids yeah. that you've never fucking heard of or you heard once because uh, right. you had the a Ford album and, and I'm sure like- this is another like Desmond Child or you know the, oh yeah or you know Probably who wrote it was like fucking Lemmy from Motorhead. Literally, he was churning out songwriting hits for a lot of pop metal. In, really? In the early 90s. I mean, it makes sense. He I was, was never, just. Right, he wrote for Ozzy. Uh, he was close with Lita, so I would be, wouldn't be would be surprised if he didn't write some of her hits too. Oh, that's interesting. I, I mean, I can see him being able to write the song, but. Yeah. I, well, because he briefly he had a he had a he had a songwriting contract. He was on the Motorhead was on Epic Records briefly in the early '90s.
2: Huh. It was
0: this weird moment when like the big major labels were really convinced metal was going to be big, and it never really happened. So, you know, and it's but they thought that like metal would be on just like the warrants, Poisons, etc. Shot of Poison nominated for a Grammy Award for Best Female Rock Vocal. Wow. That is fascinating. Who wrote this? Who wrote it? Was it Lita? Uh Lita Ford. Uh, I don't know who the other guy is. And Jim Valance? Oh, Jim Valance, of course. Alright. That sounds familiar. Yeah, he's another song is. doctor. Oh, okay. A lot of um Victor You've heard me say the Oh the Razor guy. Yeah. Well,
1: there's <laughs> more to the He liked it so much you bought the company, right? It has a powerful motor that makes Remington a quick shave. Quick shave. And the Remington micro screen. And this is, is, this is they did this on a TV set. For true uh, oh,
0: yeah. This is the, the TV commercial just screen. in audio. form. Yeah.
1: Comfortable and shaves as close as a blade or your money back. And the lady Remington, the perfect
0: gift. <laughs> He <laughs> He's like a Tom Carvell level, like gravel. He does, yeah. I'm Casey and These are the nation's biggest hits by the world's
1: hottest stars. And oh,
0: down Jim down Balance is the Brian Adams so guy.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right. This
0: week by Prince, a hot star who's been making another Prince song. He's got two on the charts. He the that that album was big. Yeah. Yeah, this is coming off what? Bat dance right? Maybe, yeah. Uh, at least right a year this? ago, Since yeah. Just 1991, seven, right? So, from to yeah, Batman was 89, was that the sequel we did, Back dance or was that for the original? God, I don't remember.
1: The Vietnam veteran in Washington State.
0: The war has been over for years. Now he faces <laughs> Yes, the war has been over for a very long fucking time. But but now, what is he facing? <laughs> Oh, it is from the original. Oh, now we've got the station ID break. Of course. Man. They gotta give you the music bed. <laughs> We're resetting Paul. We're <laughs> goddamn up tempo records. To number 20. Here's get ah, it a fucking you too. It's the seventh top forty hit for Ireland's most famous rock. Yeah, so this and is where I also YouTube feel like they don't get enough credit this way of like breaking alternative rock into the top forty in that way. With this particular sound and this album. From their new CD, yeah, not not that I love it, but from it, it, it happens right at the same way. time. Sort of REM, U2, and then Grunge, 40, for better or worse. In the top, top 40, 40, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like mean, it's monster it, albums. Whereas, yeah, monster albums. Because there had been top 40 alternative hits throughout right, the 80s. Right.
1: But none of really, that like,
0: heavier sound. Because, because like Vietnam. those earlier U2 albums were big, Washington but State they don't sound like that. D Banks. Here's what he writes
1: Dear Casey. I live in the mountains and ration my generated battery power to <laughs> He's a thirty. I've started a new life at forty, but live with one heartache. <gasps>
0: No card or letter oh,
1: from daughter by a previous marriage. he
0: rations shit. his battery power to listen to Casey <laughs> I faced the emotions we back then now he rations kid. his battery power, and the only way he can reach out to his daughter is via a long distance <laughs> dedication to
1: end a marriage and a career in what doctors call uh, a suicide run. I once to a VA psycho ward and then met my new wife, Melody She's some dark shit here, Casey. Record.
0: And to was psycho war 35 oh. <laughs> really called psycho ward. yeah
1: loved melody and i thought that i'd given her <sighs> her family her true feelings surface
0: now he and rations his power for info wars guards, by the <laughs> way yeah. finally a letter filled with hatred and still dialing up to AOL
1: explanation. but she's 15 now and i know adolescence is tough i survived
0: my team. not as tough as vietnam war.
1: Casey, please play The Living Years for my daughter, Justina. Thank you.
0: And it's That's nailed it on the head. On the nose.
1: <laughs> Mr. Banks, here's your request. On the nose. And dedication.
0: There are a million stories in, in, these, in these shows, and I would love to know the ending of all of them. Like, I think <laughs> I know the ending to that one, but... He thought there were Clive and Bundy defending land. for Mike in the Mechanics. And the Mechanics. A, a
1: dedication from Mister D Banks in the state of Washington to his fifteen-year-old daughter Justine.
0: That's like the you don't hear a last name in there. That's a first initial last name. That's gets yeah, pretty personal. D-O Box forty-three hundred, Hollywood, California. It's like D Boone, but he's clearly better than himself. Or or not or not. He's living in the woods, married to Melody. What? Doesn't that drive you crazy? You put on your favorite CD and it skips and sputters. My favorite oil. CD is Wipeout? What you need is the Geneva microfiber CD cleaner. Wow. Space age handkerchief. handkerchief. I mean, they take it to space, <laughs> Paul. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, they use it on the Challenger. <clears> the Geneva microfiber CD cleaner. and. <laughs> it was the it was the It was the be- it was the, the most well known song to get licensed for like seventy five dollars. Yeah, if we know anything, Chubby Checker will fucking sell that song to anybody. He loves to sell. The license. <laughs> Is that Chubby Checker? Is it? Oh, white was it? white out? Do the twist? God, my brain's no, 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 no. Yes, yeah, the Venturis or something like that. Oh yeah. Lots white facial hair. Is this about the same time the Fat Boys covered it? It was a few years before. Uh, That's a good question. We're back with part two.
1: I'm Casey Kasem. We're counting down the biggest hits in the 50 states.
0: Paul, you don't need to reset. He resets for us.
1: Yeah. Jesus
0: Christ.
1: If,
0: If you're a rock band, you're a heavy metal band. Wait. And why is Home Sweet Home a hit in 91? They, they did, did the they released they, they did a 91 version if i recall it was home Man sweet home 91 band, Motley Crue. Oh Jesus. I remember the video it was a good video He's at the payphone, huh. like beating the thing
1: 40 Yeah that was a
0: big that's a big MTV right. song
1: Moving up from 22 here's english singer Lisa Stansfield with Change Oh
0: She was great I don't know this song though I don't remember this either Yeah I was going to say, it's going to pick up in a minute. But it's definitely got that that British R&B sound that, that really came to the fore in the early 90s. She, But she was like the best of that version to me. Oh, yeah. What was the first live single
1: to go to number one? Well, it was recorded by a
0: 12-year-old wonder kid. Stevie Wonder. It's got to be, right? When you take it's got to be Stevie old Wonder. Prego spaghetti sauce. And ragu old world. Pre-go, spaghetti <laughs> sauce. Close.
1: prego is obviously thicker. See right
0: here. <laughs> look at that. I mean, this prago. There's a lot more cornstarch in there. <laughs> it fucking works, Paul. Prego, it's in there. That's in my head still to this day. It's in there. I say it in class all the time. You
1: can even see it on.
0: And your students have no idea. Yeah, I'm what the just hell like I'm like, yeah, about. it's in there. I'm like, like, Prego. and they're like, what? And it shows. You don't even have to see it to see it. Like, ah, oh, that's a spicy meatball. It's, but it is the magic now of having the internet where I can go. All right, hold on, we're gonna watch this commercial. Yeah. Girl, you got it now, see, this could easily be the song in the opening montage of a movie. Yeah. Kaboodles the original Oh, that's right. <sighs> They're kind of like Cuz you have to carry all your sh- fucking makeup shit with you all the time. Paul, have you seen the makeup of 1991 or the hair? <laughs> yeah, all right. Got to have your little paint rollers.
1: I'm Casey Kasem. These are the hits Caboodles. Radio stations are playing. From
0: it's the whole kit and
1: It's It's fucking Van Halen. Last week, rocks down
0: two notches to 17. rocks down notches. I'm still listening. I'm just going to feed Frankie. Oh, this fucking album. This is the true, like... lead with Van Halen. Sorry. Cause this, this album had right now... This album was full of fucking top 40 hits for Van Halen. Even more so than the previous two records, which were all full of hits. Because they really smoothed out their sound.
1: In the rock era... What was the first live single? To go to What's the song, though? Well, What's it was a single with way back in Oh, the artist that's was a good call, a good year old a wonder kid who'd been blind since birth. Yes, yeah, so he called Steve-Land it Morris He grew up in Detroit And at age nine He was already playing harmonica, drums, and piano Two years later When he was only 11 He was signed by the up-and-coming Detroit record company Called Motown Records Steve first three singles didn't chart But his stage shows were getting raved What a failure So Motown decided to record their young discovery live The result was an album titled The 12-Year-Old Genius, an album featuring a very popular seven-minute... Dookie Hauser? ...considered too long to be a single, (laughs) so they cut the song in two. Remarkably, the single not only became a hit, but one side of it became the first live number one, a number one smash that sounded like this.
0: Oh, yeah, I've seen this clip before.
1: Team
0: sixty-three, fingertips part two by Stephen Morris. <gasps> fingertips yeah, part right. two. Boy. Jesus, that just shows my right. lack of Stevie Wonder knowledge. Even though I've heard that, <sighs> uh, well, there's a I'm lot to know myself. Yeah, but those there's early a lot of things
1: mm. There's your answer, Amelina. The first live single in the rock era to hit number one. All right, that, that's a pretty good
0: deep deep dive. That, that, was, for, a good, that for Casey. was a good. That was trivia. We'll give him that good trivia. Question. Thanks for writing in. Now on with the countdown. Number sixteen. I find that hard to believe, but Here's the Swedish duo hmm. Roxette with spending oh. time. Oh yeah, she just died, right? Yeah, I don't know this song, but yeah, Roxette was a monster. Just churning this shit. It was I, this top forty has been the night single from monster bands. Like every yeah, song right. has been the song you don't know. Well, maybe because they they just don't bother uh, releasing any of the uh, of the big singles. They don't want to debut an album in like fucking November, or December. No, right? it it makes sense. It's just weird that if not- you're gonna debut an album in November, or December, it's fucking Christmas music. I mean, what? How many of the songs have we known out of thirty so far? Like five the track yeah uh, more than that but 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 fewer uh, half or fewer yeah half or fewer those aren't just things the
1: army wants you to know yeah because i
0: think you don't release big singles so you release singles cause you got to keep the the pump prime but right that's when you're you're gonna release like the seventh single off of a hit record rather than debut a new record you yeah, just don't like, debut that, that Paul shit abdul song was just like that's gotta be the yeah. 19th song off Straight nah, Up right exactly now, no thing called, with the, right, the rock set yeah but it was early the beginning of that Swedish pop domination yeah that played out in the 90s whether it was direct Swedish artists or like Britney Spears is basically a Swedish artist because it, she went to Sweden the Swedish producers that's the end of the 90s right and I'll have my t- 2000-ish yeah Britney Spears yeah 99 Oops. I did it again yeah Doritos, and fantastic cover by Fountains of Wayne R.I.P. Adam Schlesinger <laughs> But a, a, my favorite version of that song—it's like a From nice Hollywood, acoustic this is Casey Casey. ballad. It's good. Oh
1: yes. In the USA, Phoenix, Arizona. Ow. This is CC Peniston with a happy song about finally finding. Mystery. Literal as always.
0: One of the hottest cities outside of LA. <laughs> <laughs> now this, yeah, this is, is a, a monster classic head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it was a big hit, but it, it had staying power. Yeah, I, I feel like you could play this. Anybody over 30 knows that song. Yeah.
1: wrote called... Finally,
0: every week, Casey's top. 40 There's this guy who pops up on my Facebook all the time as a possible world, friend. His name is William, William like Penniston. <laughs> and I laugh every time <laughs> like CC's husband.
1: Murph 96.
0: Murph <laughs> 96. Everybody in that town
1: is Irish. Number one, the hit music station, the new Z93, Ocala,
0: Gainesville, Florida. The new Z93. Fuck the old Z93. 40 hit moves up two notches this week to 14. This sounds familiar. With Live
2: for you.
0: Oh Jesus.
2: Yeah, oh, I I yes, yeah. I know that like the yeah, I didn't know the, the title. The,
0: the melody there, I, I, I Yeah. We're getting oh, closer to number 1. We should know some you. of these. We're yeah, you think. Now to the latest hit um, for a British superstar. Listen to that DX7 baseline.
1: He regularly spends $5,000 for a haircut. Bill Clinton? What do you think of new Cinnaburst gum? Hammering it. I mean,
0: it, it's unreal. It. The taste is bigger than big, and there's like multiple versions of it, right? The last yeah. one was to get that microphone on my face. Now they've got, you know, the PTA. I, I like that way. one better. That was a funny version of that commercial. Yeah. It's
2: intense.
0: That's all Intense. We're right on the edge of the extreme, right? Extreme being the. Yeah, uh, we're like 10 seconds from the extreme. From Descriptor, right? Surge is is a year or two away, I guess, maybe? I I would say 92 is the first year you hear Extreme. The Surge, yeah. You still need the ultimate hold. Cineburst, a Cadbury product. Well, there was so much, like, all these companies got bought and sold so many times in the last 30 years. just interesting, uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah, there's like a, there's like a yolk in the center of the Cinnaburst, I think. Just properly. for Easter, just for Easter. Nobody, Today is Easter. There's nothing you like know. a red hot core of cinnamon to bite into. <laughs> <A> gelatinous <laughs> cinnamon core. <laughs> uh, cinnamon cream eggs. <laughs> That's fucking extreme, Paul. That is very extreme. You can totally see that commercial. Kids just biting into it. And they can't even eat it. It's so hot. <laughs> It's, it's, no, it's not liquid. It's just cinnamon. It's like it's like predates the cinnamon challenge, right? <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: it's powdered <laughs> cinnamon.
1: I'm Casey Kasem counting down the forty biggest hits in the fifty states. Falling two notches to number thirteen this week is the first big pop hit for singer, dancer, and actress Nia
0: Peoples. A big hit. That- oh, oh, Nia Peoples! Yeah. A play with Nia Peoples? Wasn't that the show? Oh, up shit, later. I up, oh, I think it was it was on Channel Nine. It was syndicated. Uh, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't see it. Oh, what was that
1: Nia called? That Singer Nia People. <laughs> she drops two notches to number thirteen this week with Street of Dreams. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Casey Kasem on Casey's Top Forty. She definitely hosted yeah. like
0: a video, like a weekend a video show okay. or something.
1: Regularly spends five thousand
0: dollars for a haircut. Over the years, a lot of attention uh, has been what? paid to this star's hair. When he first dyed it blonde, oh, the party machine ago, with Hot Nia in the world of rock and roll Wow, that's and a good title. Not the so, it's not the, the sports machine. No, George <laughs> Michael. They were on back to back, though. That was the weird <laughs> yeah, thing. The yeah, yeah. He would pull a lever and he would head turn head into head Nia Peeples. Imitated <laughs> <laughs> by a lot
1: of other British rock stars. Since the '80s, Rod's
0: hair has been a bit tamer, but he still pays a lot of attention to it. And like a lot of Rod Stewart, quite a while to find. So this when he's turning into like. Like the crooner the he is this like is this like the baby, turn where it's all adult contemporary oh yeah yeah this is like downtown train and, and like that shit yeah
1: we know it what
0: away, it means to care so for hair casey all the things look, you do to it Look, I got seven seconds to fill <laughs> to I need <laughs> three more words <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hairstylist to wherever he is in the world be it New York, Tokyo, Rio, or Melbourne What with the cost of airfare, accommodations It's amazing that guy was that so cool, cool $5,000 per haircut Over $50,000 per year for <laughs> for
0: Fucking haircut. Casey's accountant waited <laughs> on this
1: one Rock <laughs> Rod Stewart is working hard to make the money to pay for all that luxury As his 29th top 40 hit edges up a notch 29.40 From the platinum CD, Vagabond Heart, this is a song oh, yeah.
0: Broken Arrow. Yeah, so this, this is the fifth or sixth yeah. single. But he would still get right. playing like on MTV, not just the oh, yeah. H1. It was unreal. Yeah. Stewart yeah. singing a song written by Robbie Robertson, Broken Arrow. Robbie Robertson? Go this week? Just doing him a favor? Like, USA gonna turn this into a big I hit? Hey, Robertson's shit song, so, you know. I know, but, like, hmm. that's bizarre. Did Rod ever write a song in his life? That's a good cushion. I just, maybe with small faces, or faces, like... Oh, of course, it's, you know, I'm surprised it's taken this long to have an a oxema or Zit Cream commercial. Yes, agreed. Yeah, usually there's, like, every, every third break is a fucking Zit Cream commercial. Yeah, between the hair, the gum, makeup. Yeah, this makes sense.
2: Here's how to find the right gift.
0: No soda commercials, though. Nephew,
2: plant lady, mailman,
0: yeah, you're right. That is bizarre. You usually there's, is it the Fridays Casey's Top 40 versus America list. Top 40, so they if can't the have brands that, uh, you know what I mean, time. like Coke is over here, Pepsi's <laughs> over here. Or, <laughs> yeah, I mean, sometimes they, sometimes they do give a shit. Or, and it could be just holiday. Maybe it's not a holiday purchase. Right, but like, yeah. Because I do feel like there was, Casey clearly left pissed, so.
2: Yeah. One more reason everyone looks forward to Fridays.
0: Yeah, I need a definitive podcast about what happened there. Boys expect lots and lots of Living in the shadows. The conflict between Shadow Stevens and Casey Casey. <laughs> Casing in the Shadows. <laughs> Casing the joint colon living in the shadows.
2: <laughs>
0: I mean, Paul, I got nothing but time now, baby. It I mean I feel like time. that would be uh, that'd be such a good TV movie. Oh fuck, that would be good. It'd be like one of those behind the scenes, like the Saved by the Bell. Alec Baldwin as Casey Kasem. (laughs) I feel like that could be racist. I'm not sure. He's got the quaff.
1: You know how your favorite songs are doing on the national chart.
0: And Shadow Stevens plays himself, obviously. Here's the second top 40 hit for
1: Marky Mark and the Funky
0: Bunch. Oh, Jesus. Oh, right. I'd forgotten about this. What's yeah, He was just uh, a smart career move there, Marky. There's smart like, career move. And of course, this is this, I think the same year that Q-Tip and Tribe Called Quest have their own song sampling, Wild Side, that's yeah. a thousand times better. Because uh, uh, Lou Reed, he liked money. Right. I think what we're learning like, is- You want license this shit? Fine. If you're born yeah. between 1938 and 1947 and you were in rock music, you're happy to have a big fat check in 1991. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He had a big record in 1991. Maybe no, It was a couple years earlier. Uh, New York was a couple years earlier. That was a big record.
1: Yeah, he got a lot of Amy credit. Grant, so he... That's what love is for.
0: Yeah, you know, we still had... There were a lot of these big uh, Christian contemporary ra- uh, artists crossing over still in the 90s. Oh, yeah. There's like Jars of Clay, which was sort of like yeah, the rock uh, Christian crossover. love is for. I mean, she was clearly the biggest, but yeah. And not counting the country people who break through. Right. It's not their real name. It's just that the smaller they
1: get, the bigger their hits. This group started out as a five-man band. They got together in England in 1967, (laughs) and for their first 10 years, though they had a strong cult following, they couldn't even get near the pop chart. In 1975, Mm, the group's charismatic lead singer, Peter Gabriel, left. And See, of now, music, uh,
0: What was drum. the uh, Rod Stewart song? So the
1: band became
0: I already forgot. Band. Yeah, it was on Vagabond Heart, this the album. But I know I'm looking through. first hit album, A Trick of the Tail. Then in 1977. Wow, we're going to give the whole history of Genesis. Strap in. So the band shrank <laughs> again. <laughs> the quartet became a trio
1: and that's when they really Yeah, Robbie
0: evolved. Robertson wrote Starting one song that on that album looks like. Album, okay. Van Morrison wrote a song.
1: There were three.
0: Holland Dozier Holland wrote a song? single started coming too. Top 10 oh yeah. Like
1: misunderstanding. That's all. Invisible Touch. Hmm.
0: In- How about an Illegal Alien? That's one of the That's one of the good ones. <laughs> Another day <laughs> in paradise. <laughs> Everyone Nick loves. Collins, oh yeah, Genesis with "No Son of Mine." This is a this is oh, a yeah. monster. This album was this. I can't. We can't dance. Yeah, this is their like social issues album. Yeah, and it's it, well, because it's, it's the same time that Phil Collins is doing his social issues, but right. seriously bullshit. You know, <laughs> right? I mean, this is really Phil Collins with with, like, Tony Banks and Mike Rutherford as a backing band. I mean, what do we just say? They want to make money, right? Yeah. Like, they need that huge Mike's Genesis like, album. I don't give a shit. Mike and the Mechanics? Fuck it. I'm making big coin. Tony Banks is like, hey, guys, what about me? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Tony's got a refinance package to do. Uh, you guys want to throw me a bone? What is up with the fucking... I, I don't know. Country mounds here in Almond Joy, right? You wonder whether they know something we don't. Like this is this works as an ad or they're just fucking yeah. way off. Well, they must know. They do measure this shit even then. I mean, they've to measure it it's no, slow. well. No, right? I know. It just it just wonder whether they suck at it. Oh, fucking Greyhound up our ass. Yeah, that, was, that Rod Stewart album, you're right. It's just like la- laden with Other rockers, Trevor Horn produced a couple songs like from the Buggles and yeah. yes. I know. It's. Just, I mean, it makes some and, sense. And but, uh, and art of noise. I'm just fascinated. All Brits, though. Case yeah. Or or Van Van Irish.
1: Yeah, of oh, course.
0: Different Newark, right?
1: With set adrift Yeah,
0: this is a monster song. I don't really. Oh yeah. Set oh now I okay now I hear the beat. Yeah, that opening. Never mind. Was, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the After beat. Last week at number five, that's, that's right. Oh, oh, my God. Yeah. To number eight. That, set that must have that one stuck one around one the charts for a long time. Casey Casey oh, yeah. Casey I bet that was in the top 40. ten for the Smaller year. That was numbers, a big song. The the
1: number seven. Rising two notches is Mariah Carey and her sad love song about a woman who can't seem to get
0: a man out of her mind. She's been hurt and rejected. Well, she should try <laughs> nation I hear that works <laughs> really well. You just drain them right out of there. Because
1: she can't let go. <laughs>
0: Because she has arthritis. So young, so tragic. She's another one who just, every song is in the charts. CD every emotions. single one. Oh, yeah. The double play. And right. This was just go. 12 hits. I on think one she TV, has, yeah. like, the most top 40 songs of all time. It's, like, some yeah. absurd number. Like 85. A
1: request and dedication from a teenager in Canada.
0: She says she used to be an ugly duckling. Is this in Canada's top forty, Casey? Quit fucking with us. He can only read the letters he gets, Paul. God, is there a Canada's top forty? This is now. This is this is a question. So I say, I don't. I mean, I want to say no, but yes. I don't know what they should be. Right? Unbelievable! It is so weird. It's Yeah, because they have to have like their own Casey Casey. Yeah, they, they've got right because they they've got the Canadian content rules. So right, so they have their own. Arab DJ (laughs) Lebanese Canadian Yeah Lebanese I could remember who he was God That is fucking commercial Does Does it? I don't see anything But I might be approaching this wrong Send your Long distance dedications To P.O. Box To Regina (laughs) Yeah Saskatchewan, lonely eh? Lonely Canadian jockeys? No, I need, to need, to need to Canadian dish jockeys. <laughs> That's weird. Wherever
1: you are and wherever you go, you can hear Casey's Top 40 every week on great radio stations like 101.5 KPLZ, Seattle's number one hit music station, Seattle, Washington.
0: <laughs> what other Seattle? What other Seattle would that have been? I don't know. <laughs> he leaves no stone unturned explaining things.
1: 95, Guatemala City, Guatemala.
0: Oh yeah, Guatemala. Here's
1: a singer-songwriter born in Chicago, Illinois, Richard Marx. Richard Marx, yeah.
0: Back. No I don't know this track. Another one, just 18th song. This album. is not even repeat offender. What album is this? God, this is like that's a good question. I don't know. To number six. That's the tenth top ten. In a yeah, row for ten. Jesus Christ. Christ. Keep coming back, and that's tenth a in a row. God damn, he's a hitmaker, and he probably just tossed that one off.
1: I, you know. It starts out as a lump of coal. Every butterfly was <laughs> once oh a caterpillar. That's what this request and dedication is all about. It comes to us from a teenager in Canada named Anna, and here's what she writes:
0: Anna in Canada.
1: I guess you could say that my story is much like the Ugly Duckling. I'm a 14 year old. I'm a lump of
0: coal. Hair and big blue eyes and a height of five foot eight. I have a weird Since spiny. I was dick
1: young, I was always awkwardly tall and very thin. I always felt out of place. My peers made fun of my extremely long legs and thin frame, and I found it very difficult... Because she, she lived in Lilliput, Manitoba,
0: and... Uh... <laughs> and
1: when I started getting older... She stuck a out a little bit <laughs> and learned to accept my body for the way it was. I began to gain confidence and I promised and Now she's a model.
0: No this is right. This say, is what What's it is. What's the
1: song though? That's Let what I'm trying to figure out. Hopes and dreams. I began to take part in school activities such as choir band and various sports. Hmm. I even became the only female player on a boys basketball team and was interviewed by a local radio station because of it. Now I have finally grown up to a pretty attractive teenager, according to my parents. <laughs> i don't need my dad i don't know how to take that one so i decided that what's
0: the vacation I'd joke dad, dad says i the best kisser in the family i'd be
1: one of those girls <laughs> what i thought was a curse being thin turned out to be a gift in disguise so casey would you please play the one there would be owners. too skinny or too rich people to understand that you have to accept yourself only. for the way you are it'll all work out in the end and like the ugly duckling You'll grow into a beautiful swan. This is really There's weird. Anna.
0: Even and by Casey's standards. And dedication. <laughs> so the Richard Marks album is Rush Street. Oh, yeah. Co- co-produced by Fee Waybill. What the fuck song is this? Oh, yeah. Oh, I do know that one. Yeah. Who? The one and only. And featuring Tommy Lee on drums. What? Chesney Hawks? What the fuck is that? To
1: everyone who's ever felt
0: is it, that must be a Canadian band. Yeah. I, it can't be. I know the That's song. I, I could. I, do, I, I did not remember the band. Chesney Hawks. The Doritos concert calendar. Is an English pop singer yeah. and songwriter. I got
2: the because
0: I qualify for Born in, uh, yeah, the one and only. Born in 71, my age. Now I can speak wow. So he's 20 years old? He wrote that song?
2: Towards college the yeah. Bill and the Army it's college
0: impressive.
1: Fund. And that sounds great in any language.
0: He collaborated with Adam Schlesinger of Fountains of Wayne for the single Stay Away, Baby Jane. What year was that? 93? uh it doesn't say, but it's probably early 2000s the original
2: easy to carry cosmetic and jewelry
0: because he was already in New York writing songs at that point
2: yeah organized caboodles
0: what is that voiceover man Is that Lisa Simpson <laughs> <laughs> It might be intentional that it's supposed to sound like her. I don't think it's actually her. I'm Casey Kasem.
1: We're counting down the most popular songs in the USA. Moving up from six to five. Here's the four-man group, Color Me Bad. He
0: loves saying how many members there are. Loves it. So they had like seven top ten hits, which is just insane to me they weren't around very long no they like they had like two albums but they mastered this they they were so good at that sound of like hitting every music genre or music format it's it's brilliant
1: biggest pop songs in the land let's take a moment to check out the tops of the other charts at number one on the country chart the chill of an early fall by george Strait. at number one on the black chart I Love Your Smile by Shanice. And right. falling three notches to number four on Casey's Top 40, here's a song that spent the last three weeks at number one, Michael Bolton's remake of the Percy Sledge Classic. Oh,
0: Jesus Christ. Yeah, this was a big hit for him. At number four on the white chart. <laughs> yeah, I want that chart. I want just, like, one of the whitest songs of the, of the week. This has got to be it. I mean... Three weeks yeah. Michael Bolton, second, number one for three notches to number four. I mean, Rod Stewart, maybe. A
1: man loves a woman. <laughs>
2: now
0: it's time for the Doritos I mean cream but only because it's about cream some of the
1: live the USA
0: and the world. concert calendar don't rub it in Casey <laughs> I'd love to hear what bands well, he announces to Paula Abdul, and color me bad in their Paula Abdul, Abdul not one Paula one Abdul Paula chance.
1: Abdul the
0: somebody's the ago. highlight in 1991 for someone was Color Me Bad, opening, opening for Paul Abdul. Yeah.
1: As Michael Bolton performs in Providence, Rhode Island, and his hometown, New Haven, Connecticut. Meanwhile, the heavy metal group Metallica rocks New York's Nassau Coliseum. And oh, yeah. Beverly Roses heats up the spectrum in Philadelphia. Finally, Boy, this is, like, this is before they got together for say, the joint it's tour. It's like right around
0: then, though, right? It's 92? Yeah. Spain. 93. 93. okay. Cold, you can catch Brian Adams' show in Reykjavik, Iceland. Because <laughs> you know, you know this is on the end rake of it, right? I mean, you know that. I mean, it is oh, fucking Doritos. I fucking love. Doritos. Could they get a different commercial though? Like, this is no. the same fucking Paul, commercial. You understand how commercials work? They want to bury it in your fucking brain. Yeah. yeah, that's why I still talk about Prego It's in there. It worked. Yeah, Jesus. Well, they could have like the same song with a slightly different take. Yeah, sure they could. They're definitely not This is right. Be- is this right before Jay Leno became the spokesman?
1: Here's the deal. I'll let you take my picture. Oh and God. The roll, and then I get to take it to Target it m- and do all my shopping. Does it make I more sense that he would do it, it before the Tonight you Show the or the after? Convenience of an in-store location. Yeah, I don't remember. Film off and shop for everything. Because like I, it, it's sort of the logic we were talking about earlier. Like, the well, the if you got, got nothing to lose.
0: You don't have to worry that anyone's giggling. Target as your photo oh, processor. I just want to point that out. That's this, this is commercial. after Jay Guaranteed Leno was a pitch man. anyone... Behind the camera, yeah. so eighty nine yeah. and Talk ninety. On okay. Was president of his
1: local school board. <laughs> fucking Jill! Oh boy. a dramatic uh, increase in her ability to read, <laughs> and in fact now she's the <laughs> uh, best
0: reader in her first grade It phonics. sounds like a fucking deposition. She's the best reader in her class. How do you fucking measure that? She volunteers not to read in front of the class.
1: You know, I've told the school teachers, I've told the other members of the board. I'm always raving about Hooked on Phonics. When
0: fucking Levar Burton came over and like crowned her best yeah. reader in the class. Yeah, I know. It's like... <laughs> She got the reading rainbow. <laughs> she got the pot of gold at the end of the, the reading rainbow. rainbow. It's a pot of books.
1: The hits by the world's stars. Where it's like jumbled letters she has Number to put in order. This is a dyslexia-thon.
0: Okay, you knew Michael Jackson had to be here. Yeah, I was, yeah because this is when Nirvana overtakes him in group group January of 92. Right. Artist.
1: Here's the one and the only Michael Jackson with Black or White.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Not was, much to say Did anymore. Quincy was Quincy still producing him at this point? That's Michael Jackson, I think so. Like
1: white. In its fourth week in the survey, it climbs 5 notches to number 3. now
0: we both look We're it up. Out and
1: down <laughs> now to the brand new number 1 song in the USA on Top 40, and it's only the second number
0: 1 in the rock era with no musical instruments. No. Details coming up. His first time not with Quincy. How interesting. Yeah. Here's how yeah. right gift. 'Cause it doesn't sound like Quincy at all. Yeah, but he's also like one of those guys who evolved. Fucking Teddy Riley. Yeah, I saw that. That's fuck, that's impressive. I like Teddy Riley. Good yeah I know it's got his sound though I mean you know yeah. that's a smart move okay, from Michael's part Friday's gift certificates are almost too easy it's a great gift
2: idea it comes in its own envelope
0: and on it comes now, in its own envelope Although you not, don't have to not, go not g- black or white though that was one more Bill Bottrell and Michael Jackson producing. producing all right right this is the multiple producers right yeah that's a, that's a trend that starts to happen now no where you're going, this Glenn Ballard so producing one of the songs there on Actually, you know, I do know of one cheaper way to travel. William Batrell, Bill Batrell worked with uh, Electric Light Orchestra, suit, Cheryl Crow, and Madonna. Uh, bingo, ELO. That sounds right. Oh yeah.
1: I think
2: that what? could be heard. Don't miss, the bus. Uh, coming, Aunt
0: <laughs> Don't miss the bus. That's not a bad tagline. <laughs> Don't miss the bus. <laughs> I mean it's the but only dad, tagline. I miss Oh yeah, he was a monster. Oh, hey, Madonna, Tom Petty. Wire oh, uh,
1: like a meat locker in here. Well, Wire train
0: just We just thought you'd like to know what your taste buds are doing.
1: Every time you pop a stick of delicious, cool, trident fresh mint gum into your mouth.
0: Trident. Yeah, we could definitely Good cut out the teeth. fifth Great version of these commercials. <laughs> yeah, I know.
2: Out here. Let's build
1: an igloo.
0: Fresh build an igloo.
1: I'm Casey Kasem. We're just a hit away from the brand
0: new... Yeah, remember the time. Just a hit that away. That sounds like Teddy Riley to me. The song
1: that's been holding at number two now for three straight remember? weeks. It's Paula Abdul's eighth top ten hit. A Fuck fucking Double CD, it's called That was her second album, yeah, wasn't it.
0: it? Jesus Christ.
2: Oh,
0: man. Early auto-tune. Saving Her Biscuits. For three weeks I, now, I like, I mean, look, that so first album,
1: number two
0: it, it's Rolling really good at what it is. MC Scat Cat,
1: can't <sighs> argue R. with R.I.P. Now him. we're up to the brand new number one song in the USA. on Only TV. six lives. And it's only the second number one in the rock era. With no musical instruments on he it. He got killed by
0: the Street Sharks. No one songs
1: with the opposite of
0: that, all instruments. What's no singing uh, I mean, it would have Bobby McFerrin. Wasn't that uh, a... Yeah, that could, one could be what it, hit. it is. No, no it's, it's too late. Kila by the Champs, <clears throat> the theme from A Summer Place by Percy Faith
1: and Rise by Herb Alpert. But only two a cappella songs with singing and no instruments. We, we know what a cappella means. And the first one didn't come until just three years ago in 1988. Yeah, it was you're an right. A yeah. Smash by a singer from New York City named but What's this Bobby one? McFerrin, 91 a I don't a know. song called Don't Worry, Be Happy. Well, this week we've got another capella hit at number 1, and it's by a group of four high school buddies from Philadelphia Oh, who
0: first charted the Boys to song.
1: with Motown Philly.
0: Oh weeks ago, I didn't even Fuck fucking so stupid Yeah That's yeah obvious. yeah No you're right
1: <clears throat> song done completely Without instruments Is the biggest hit in the land The brand new Number yeah, one Yeah that, song that Oh man They killed it the second Number one in the rock era Sung completely cappella. It's so hard To say goodbye to yesterday Yeah By Boys to men Oh
0: yeah okay Yeah, yeah right I just now. Yeah I just see The I first, first few dude, notes Yeah that was obvious. Yeah. Well, again, this album was just a monster. Yeah, it's like you were saying earlier that trans- we're in like this transition period where we're almost into much more hardcore hip hop and rap, but New Jack Swing like opened the door on the charts. Yeah, yeah. Because because the Chronic comes out like four yeah, months from like, now, you, like it's not that yeah, far off.
1: Yeah song in the usa on casey's top 40 it's so hard
0: to say good right and nwa isn't really a top 40 commodity yet even though they're selling shitloads of albums right, exactly. right. i mean even in like the late the 80s it wouldn't even records, be maybe lo 1 cool 1 J 1 J in 1990 the beastie boys yeah. in 89 run dmc like that's yeah, kind of the end of run dmc, run DMC by that KC's point but yeah 40, p.o box 4300 California, maybe some one-hit wonders in there like you know what you think of like those dance raps like uh, snap or CNC music factory right they have like right you get the real hip-hop but they're not yeah, like, actual rappers working with producers yeah, they're yeah. Not, like their dance songs really it's not hip-hop right yeah yeah in, in a strict sort of way yeah norm pattis westwood uh, so that's interesting he's still around yeah, he runs. He he runs podcast one. Oh, right. I was like, I know his name, but I don't know why I know it. That's no, why I, I you probably I said know it. him a little. I know him a little bit. <laughs> just you can little let little him bit. know we're listening to all his work. Yeah, no, I don't think I don't think he and I are going to talk again ever. Uh, I don't think that's happening. You uh, just can't resist. All right, Paul. Yeah, this is uh, another great time capsule. What do you? You know, it really. Oh yeah, I love it. It shows us where the culture is in so many ways. As we, uh, you know, basically you are getting into the '90s because really 1991 is the first real year of the '90s. If we're, yeah, know. I would argue that like this is the end of the '90s right here. It's like December 91, the beginning of the 90s. this chart. Yeah. Oh, sorry, yeah, the end of the '80s, beginning of the '90s. I know it's kind of cliche because yeah. the end of like maybe hair metal or sort of that version of rock and roll, but it really is turning the page in all these genres. Yeah, and they're they're having their like sort of last gasp, uh, you know, on the charts as as, as a popular commodity. Yeah, and so what? What do we think we've learned today, Paul? One, hmm. Retson. Just, I don't know, I've learned nothing about it. I just remember it. Says so, so, I mean, like fucking flavor crystals. Yeah, um, yeah, that's true. Uh, they were huge. Attack a sack. I mean, you need to be careful with Doritos because someone will attack a sack. Yeah, you got to real careful. Uh, we have learned that Rod Stewart cannot be stopped. Yeah, no matter what, he's a <laughs> someone needs monster. to stop him. He's an unkillable monster uh with $5,000 haircuts. I, I learned about yeah, that. Yeah, I did actually learn that. I mean, I'm not it's almost shocking in a certain way cuz you're like, of course he has $5,000 haircut cuz he's filthy rich and he cares about his hair, but it's also the worst haircut. Like Right. It's insane. I I know it's a bad time for hair, but that is just a brutal haircut. But he had the same haircut since the 70s. That's the thing. He had the same spiky blonde dude. Yes. Is it for, is for, it a wig? I feel like that's a wig. It's got to be a wig now. Or no, it might well, not certainly have been now, but I think even by 94 we're talking wig. Yeah. There's a very high likelihood. So he just needs his, his wig preparer. I don't know if there's a name for that. Yeah, it's uh, a good question. Uh, I I guess I would still be barber? I don't know. Or or hairdresser? Yeah. Hairdresser. A stylist. Ha- a wig a wig's hairdresser, yeah, right? He's still dressing it, it, hair. It's, it's just not his hair. Yeah. It, um, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. But I'm sure. I'm sure you know Elton has a has a hairdresser because he's. I mean, you know, he he, he isn't very shy, right? About the fact right, he's but been he's just like doing it. Right, he's wearing it. Fucking forty years. Yeah. Yeah. So New Jack Swing. Well, no, because Elton Elton j- didn't just have like the you know the big hair like not not just the sort of Victorian wigs, but he also has like a wig that looks like normal hair. Yeah, yeah, right. He even has like, even, like the Lego bald. man wig. You know, like the Lego yes. little Lego man hair, It's just like average hair. <laughs> Matted yeah, to his head, anywhere. Wears- yeah, he's like play like Playmobil, really. <laughs> right, or yeah, Playmobil. Sorry. Yeah. But- <laughs> he's the janky Lego man. Um, yeah. New Jack Swing on the upswing and probably quickly on the downswing through 1992. Right, and 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 the bad like that. The the bad Blue Eyed Soul, right? Blue Eyed Soul. Yeah. Oof. The, the Michael Bolton and these other artists I never heard of. They've they've now like they've drained almost all of the blood out of Blue Eyed Soul. Do you think right? it's like- we're now just covering? or you know yeah. and it's it's just being squeezed to death do you think it's like vh1 is working like mtv used to meaning the creation of vh1 in like 86 or 87 video hits one uh, as casey would tell us um is driving that market where it's like oh we have to create content for that now because we have this whole other place to play oh yeah you know i mean, I mean like, that's definitely we're like michael yeah. ball would be or whoever wouldn't be making these records no because what they're going after right are are, are Folks who were, you know, teenagers or young adults at the dawn of MTV, yeah, and who are now getting into their thirties, and you know, so their, you know, their tastes are changing. Or people who don't it, watch it's MTV, into women, because women actually uh with regard to radio, mm-hmm. women are a bigger market than men, oh yeah, um, and they're bigger consumers, so they don't buy as much music in the album format, but they they are they will buy music i mean yeah. it doesn't but you know, but when it comes to radio, and this is where it's coming from right it's really from radio, uh women are the bigger market for top forty, adult contemporary et cetera, so I definitely think that that is definitely v h one was also definitely at that time focused on women who were more uh you know 25 to 35 yeah or maybe even a little older but yeah like and i also think like the dirty dancing soundtrack like i feel like that like that gateway of like 87 88 just like opened the door to this whole world yeah that became super profitable like they often do with market segmentation right they figured out like oh we could ring every dollar out of these people well because before that it wasn't pop music Right. Right. In the same way. Before that, it was there was pop music, which was rock and roll and R&B. And, you know, and then there was adult contemporary was a whole nother layer where, uh, you know, you had some. You occasionally had, you know, pop hits cross over to adult contemporary. You didn't kind of have the same back phenomenon. You had a few right. things like some late Neil Diamond hits, some late uh, Barbara Streisand hits in the early '80s, yeah. um, but yeah. mostly, right? If you you were you were playing, but they were playing to a different generation, essentially, right? They're playing to the non-rock and roll boomers, right? Exactly, or and, 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 and people who yes. are even a little older than boomers, Right. right? You know, so the folks who were, you know, because even like Richard Marx, you I think know, it would count, right? As like the guy who managed to straddle like these seven genres, um, and I know, well, right? Because he can't, played as a joke in certain circles, but it's like, no, he's no, he's ready, but his hit first record hit. was, yeah, his first record really was was well was you know a perfect uh, idea of like whatever nineteen eighty eight eighty nine rock, right? Because there were rock songs on there. Joe Walsh is on yeah, that right, record. Right. He's got like half the Eagles on on half the the, the non shithead Eagles on uh, timothy b schmidt yeah, right. uh joe walsh <laughs> right are on that record um and you know, so they're rockers right and they're not like they're not hard rockers but they are straight ahead rocker songs right yeah, they're, a boomer. Still they're have a, boomer rockers they're you know it's like that kind of stuff even yeah, if, even but if the remarks isn't the people that sound yeah, like luther vandross too, like, right like he's co-writing with him and singing with him like that connection yeah, and between it, r&b and rock yeah, and and they're rock songs, which even in like '88, like a 17 year old or 25 year old white guy would be like, yeah, "This rock's pretty hard." Yeah, it's not bad. And then like my girlfriend likes the ballads, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, I mean, in that cliche sort of yeah, way, yeah, right, of right? Which is what all the hair metal bands started to figure out as well. Like, okay, we got to have some hard rock songs. You know, the the, the canonical sort of uh, uh, kind of uh, you know sneaker hit was more than words. Yeah extreme right Mm -hmm. because it was like the one ballad on that record and the rest of the record is not even is not even quite like pop metal i mean it is but it's like much more guitar centric it's much more like shredder yeah it's more like it's weird yeah van halen without any of the hits Right, right. Exactly. Yeah. And then, and then there's this ballad and people would buy the record and be like, what the fuck is the rest of this record? Yeah, because <laughs> it's got this pretty ballad on it. Uh, you know, and then, you know, Mr. Big is doing, you know, and everyone yeah. sort of uh, takes the same formula. And but uh, and in many ways, uh, Richard Marx was better at it, in part because he's just a he is a brilliant songwriter. Oh, he's yeah. a brilliant musician. You can't take that away from And he's a good producer and arranger too. Like he does the He's whole, a very good producer you know and I mean? arranger. Like so he's he's selling songs. He's writing songs for the people. He's producing records and he's bringing in people because like he was on um, Never Not Funny not that long ago and he was telling the story about how like he was just doing like backing vocals and got discovered mm-hmm. and like was just on record after record writing songs and it just became yeah. you know got his own album and then. But, like, that sound yeah, of, like, it's just, like, well-produced, maybe overproduced by today's standards. Or not maybe by today's standards, but, like, rock no, standards. No, you know what I mean? Well, right. It's sort of like when Heart became, went from being, like, this classic yes, rock that's, artist that's to this pop artist. That's the perfect example. Right. Like, by, yeah. like, 88 Heart. Right. Which, you know. And there's always enough rock in it to, to kind of keep an audience, to keep that rock audience who aren't. Because at this point, metal is still scary. Yeah. right. It, well, metal it's, like, has 91, across- right? It's 91, <laughs> Right, right. So, like a real, like real metal, like like a thrash metal, like a heavy, heavy metal, mostly hasn't crossed over. You have got your Rats, your Quiet Riots, which kind of ride that line. Yeah, right. They're a little heavy, but you know, it's still a little like uh, I like maybe that one catchy song. It's not mainstream music yet in the same mm-hmm. way, and it's it's about to become very mainstream. And and so I think right, we have all this kind of like you we know, have we have the R and B and 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 sort of adjacent hip hop that's becoming mainstream. And you've got this like, and you've got the weird exhaustion of adult contemporary. Yeah, it's it's a very it's it you know it's it, it, it's you're right. I think it's a very strange time, and it'd be interesting if we can find a '92, like from a year later. Yeah, yeah, or even like, like even like just like a end of '92, of '93, even because like that was more again maybe because of my age, I remember more of both like alternative quote unquote music and also pop music simultaneously. Yeah. Um, I was hoping to find a 1995, so we could do like a, a 25 oh, years ago kind of kind of thing, right? Uh, but now with the <laughs> with the great the great purge, <laughs> the great purge, uh, the great purge of, great 40, purge it's, it's of 1840, we're gonna have to work a little harder. Yeah, we'll figure it out. You know, we're getting back in the swing of things. Now that we're holed up, we can. You know, <laughs> partly this came about because We're both like, well, got a lot of time now. I know we're both working a lot, but. <laughs> Boy oh boy. Yeah, yeah, but there aren't there are other social functions uh, competing for our time. Yeah, totally. Well All right, folks. Uh, I guess we'll put this in your uh, in the uh, cyberbullies. Yeah, I'll, cyber I'll stick feed. this on the I'll stick this in the um you know the hard rock DMZ feed for the four people who subscribed over yeah. there. <laughs> so they'll get they'll Why get a not? surprise. Yeah. so I don't know how they how they can uh, get a hold. Do you have a Cyberbullies email? Uh, cyberbulliespodcast at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, maybe, that. Send, maybe email send us there. email there. Uh, I think Ken is still tending to that, but he'll be happy to send along whatever he finds. <laughs> I, he wants to appear on uh, this podcast as well, so we're gonna try to make that happen if we can work it out technically. Let's uh, I, I welcome I welcome Ken, yeah. with, with open arms. Yeah, he would love to do this era too. He would. <laughs> he yeah. Would All right. Well, let's good. look for '92 for next one. Let's see if we can do that, or, or you know, if not, maybe early '93 or something. But let, let's let's uh, let's let's do a deep dive into the era. Yeah, let's get into, into it. We'll this pump part out. of the rock era. Yeah. All right. So for Paul Reismondell, I'm Kyle Reismondell. Thanks for listening.